Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Risk and Reward, the golf podcast from Winning Edge Investments that aims to keep you on the right side of the punting ledger. My name's Rod Murray and if you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard this little two-man dinghy that floats bravely in the open seas of both the gambling and digital media worlds. If you're a regular listener, welcome back and thanks for being a part of this little project. What project is that, I hear you ask? Well, it's the project that aims to deliver a profitable gambling strategy on the world's major golf tours. And if that's what you're planning to do, you're going to need an expert in both gambling and golf. But where might one find such a specialised individual, I hear you ask? Well, for the purposes of this little endeavour, we find that person in New Zealand in the form of my regular co-host, John Evans. John's been a golf pro for more than 50 years and a punter for even longer. And he's been rewarded for his efforts in both those fields this week with full use of a luxury estate on the South Island of the land of the long white cloud, J.E., Living it up in the lack of luxury over there, as I understand it. What's going on? A friend of mine uh, had, uh, it's worth a description, the game of golf is fantastic, and uh, through it I was uh, lucky enough, through the auspices of David Good, the wonderful professional, still playing well at the age of 70, who won the Air New Zealand Shell Open at Titterangi. And when he knew I was going down to, to uh, operate Chisholm Links, Chisholm Links, he said to me, look, he said, if you're ever in Wanaka, will you go and give Isabel James, who I stay with in Dunedin, a free lesson? And I said, of course I will. So I was offered the job of running golf seminars at the Tourist Hotel Corporation in Wanaka. And the day after I got there, uh, which was a wonderful place, I must say. I, I went and rang up Isabel and gave her a golf lesson and she remarked to me that she had a, a, a daughter who was a pretty good golfer and who would like a lesson as well. I said, that'll be fine. So she arrived in high heels and a beautiful diaphanous blouse and um, very attractive. And I thought to myself, this is not a, there's no penalty in this and uh, gave her 45 minutes instead of the normal half hour. <laughs> Yes. And she invited me down. She invited me down uh, to teach her, her her husband. He just happened to be Neil Purvis, the All Black, who was fifty inches across the chest and um, <laughs> sorted you out in no time. <laughs> really, the kind of guy you wanted to tangle with at any stage. Uh, so he became very good friends of mine, and he said to me, "Why don't you come up duck shooting uh, in nineteen seventy eight?" And I said, "I'd love to," because I'd. Uh, the place I'd shot the year before was so cold it was it was frightening. And uh, so I went there and I've been going there for 41 years. The game of golf, uh, I finished up owning 100 acres in Terrace with a winery project and uh, a lot of very good friends here. It's a wonderful place. It's a beautiful spot. And uh, the house is just a dream. It was designed by Francis Whitaker, who led the New Zealand Open for three rounds at at Otago Golf Club in 1971. Peter, the only bloke good enough to beat him was Peter Thompson, who wasn't a bad player. He was handy, wasn't he? Yeah, in his time. Yeah. He did. He won, he won five British Opens, but he also won nine New Zealand yeah. Opens, and was one of them, 1971, at Otago Golf Club. And Francis is a partner in Mason and Wales, the longest-running architectural firm in New Zealand, started in 1861. He's a director partner. He's designed... Five Houses of the Year in New Zealand and seven of uh, New Zealand's best commercial buildings. One that was there. Pretty, pretty impressive. The Frank Lloyd Wright of New Zealand, he designed this house where I am staying for two weeks as Laird of the Manor. 
Fantastic. And can play golf. That's not fair to get all of that talent in one person. Not fair at all. But uh, sounds like you're living it up. You're being kept in the manner to which you'd like to become accustomed. And who knows, one day you he's, might. Uh, he's filled the fridge and freezers with food. The only drawback, the real reason I'm here, unfortunately, is I've got to feed two lambs <laughs> three times a day and a cat who has an, got an insatiable appetite and bites. His name's Claus, <laughs> and and a lovely dog. Just call him Santa. The dog's the dog's fine, right? But everything else has got issues. But I, but I'm doing my best. I've been here for a week now, so I haven't burnt the house down. I won't dare ask why one would feed lambs or what one would feed lambs three times a day. Let's just <laughs> leave that there for the world to ponder and get on with milk. Milk. But they've got no mother, so they, well, the, the mother ah, so- off the plant. Oh, now there's a, a there's a mental picture. Are you there nursing lambs with a bottle that's got a teat on it? Is that what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. Now, three times I've got to prepare the milk. It's powdered milk, oh. fine kiwi A2 milk. I've got to powder it. I've got to make it. I've got to measure it. I've got to go out and feed <laughs> the lambs with a bent back, which is what the easiest thing for me to do. But I do it, and I do it. Oh, Three times a day. I must see a photo of this. That is uh, that is magnificent. Let's uh, let's get back on track here. We'll come to the betting in a moment, but first a bit of admin. Uh, this is a bit like one of those ads where they offer a set of steak knives. Uh, it's a deal that just keeps giving. But uh, as regular listeners will know, firstly, you get a reward for listening to the podcast. There's a 25% discount off the cost of a subscription to Winning Edge's weekly golf newsletter put together by JE, who we've just listened to lapping up the luxury there in New Zealand. So instead of $150 a month, a month, it costs just $112.50. But here's the bit that replaces the steak knives for the purposes of this analogy. Uh, it makes the whole offer almost impossible to say to, no to. There's a profit guarantee if you sign up for three or 12 months. Now, people will find it hard to believe, Jay, that I'm still surprised by this 15 episodes in. But I'll be honest, I'm still surprised by this, the notion of a profit guarantee. Gambling with nothing to lose is not really gambling, is it? It's called winning edge investments for for reason, yep. and uh, and in this I'm under a lot of pressure here too because whilst I tipped the winner and the second and the fifth place last week, I didn't tip them for the win. I tipped them for the top twenty, which was a technical error for which I've castigated myself uh, each hour of the day. Not half but of what you're going to get from the boss when he has to pay out on some of those three month subscriptions. I've checked the I've checked the mail. There's no check. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You did, t- yeah, that's right. You didn't tip them for the win, but you did tip them for the top twenty. But it is quite amazing. So, uh, go to the website. You get the details uh, for all of that stuff. Head to the show notes for links on how to sign up. Don't forget to enter the promo code Golf Twenty Five to take advantage of that special offer for podcast listeners, and that discount is for the life of the subscription. So, uh, well done, Winning Edge Investments, and thank you for that. On to this week's betting. Uh, let's wrap up last week first. Jay, you've already mentioned there was a little bit of a blunder there. In fairness to you, we recorded on Wednesday last week, as we are again this week, because most of the golf's in Asia. And if we do it on Thursday, we'd have to do it so early in the day that it would be a bit kind of silly in time to get the podcast up for people to get bets on. So we're doing the the show on a Wednesday. That's throwing you out of your rhythm, hasn't it? And there's no nice way. You're not as young as you used to be, are you? And those sorts of things can be awkward. I used to be very good under pressure, but I'm failing. And so uh, I must apologise to our um, subscriber, Steves, uh, for that uh, wonderful uh, judgment and poor execution. (laughs) Look, some of the smart ones would have been on anyway, wouldn't they, Jay? They would have looked at the top 20 odds, seen the winning odds, and some would have bet on, I'm sure. Uh, As you said, you got one, two, and five, I think. Both finished fifth. Is that right? First, second, and fifth? 
first, second, and fifth. And, yeah. the, and the fifth, the fifth guy was leading after round three. So, yeah. So. Yeah, I think um, I think I'll tell you what we've had no complaints. It suggests <laughs> that all the smarties are on, yeah. and they're saying, "You little beauty." We've won, and this silly bugger's going to give his money back. That's so, right, because it's not part of the uh, – won't go into the calculations the, for the profit. What you call a dual nightmare. But anyway, no, no I think uh, a few of them would have been on, yeah. and they would have said, why hasn't he sent these tips? And then because, as I say, it was a bit of confu- – I was a bit confused, mm. uh, and I, I, in a different location and all that sort of you stuff. You've got lambs to feed. You've got cats trying to kill you. I mean, it, you are under no, the no, pump. Like, There's no question. The Bleeding, I'll tell you what, it's enough to drive a man a drink. But anyway, we, we, we did still win. We won 2.26 units for the week. Which is a pretty, pretty good, good pretty good result, isn't it? Yeah, a pretty good effort because we invested about seven or eight units. So we, so we won we won 2.26 units overall. And that is our aim in going. We've never, we didn't until these podcasts start off at top 20 tips, but we've, we've put our toe in the water. And it's proven mm. uh, successful. It ameliorates our losses, uh, and that's good. And uh, we think we'll keep going on that. Yeah, very so, There's great value uh, there, isn't there? That's what I see every week. It's great value in those top 20 bits. Well, we've got a couple for you. You're not going to believe today. So well, yeah. so, so I think they're even better value. And last week we proved with Suman Lee at $200. She ran tied for fourth, was leading with one round to go. And our other... Four of our other five tips in the, the Korean event were girls off the Korean tour who didn't play. Their, I think the highest ranking was 250 or something like that. And yet each one of them had a chance to win. And they uh, four out of the five finished in the top ten. So we're, we're finding the value, mm-hmm. and uh, as we always have, and uh, it's only a matter of time before we swim through with another winner. Yep, no doubt. Nice to have a uh, nice to have a week where you come in because you don't expect to have many where you come out in front at all. We know that. That's not the expectation, but still, it's nice to have one of those weeks to keep everybody's mood up. Let's talk. Let's turn to this week's betting. And again, we're not going to go with Betfair on the ladies' event. The LPGA are in Taiwan for the Taiwan the Swinging Skirts Taiwan Open. A bit similar to last week. It's a predominantly LPGA field. Top seventy earners, I think, at this end of the year get to play in these Asian Swing. Events and that's a real bonus because they're predominantly uh, they're limited field and no cut, so that means guaranteed money. The worst you can do, I think, is about three or four thousand uh, dollars in earnings if you finish last. So uh, it's a reward for having played well all year. Plus, you get all the top players playing against each other. But there's also this element of some local players coming in, isn't there, Jay? And that's what you had last week, and we've got that again this week, and that makes the betting interesting, doesn't it? Again, a bit thin on Betfair, so you've gone with Bet three six five. But my goodness, you've still still found some value, haven't you? Yeah, well, they're each way bits, and, uh, and I've tipped off the, the, the Taiwan uh, tour, which is not as strong as the Korean ladies tour, but last week was very successful mission for us, so we've got to keep going. Um, one Korean girl who we tipped last week, Na Yon Choi, who's a, who contended, um, was at one stage running fifth and uh, in the third round, and she has come up again at over the odds, three hundred dollars each way. That is a fantastic player. Multiple LPGA Tour winner, Jay, a proven he's, winner on the LPGA Tour. He's a pretty good. I'm just going to find her here. Excuse me. For just Extremely a good player. He's a very good player. I mean, her record over the last few weeks is pretty good. I can't find it, but uh, 
Where is she? Ah, uh, Yon Choi. It's the Wednesday curse, J.E. Things go missing. Yeah, I had it before, but then we lost power. Uh, anyway, Na Yon Choi has had a fantastic season. And here she is. Here's her record. She's finished as high as 13th in this event. And her last five weeks, 20, 67, 24, 28th last week. But showed some form and getting in there just over the odds, $300 each way uh, <clears throat> on Bet365. At the moment, she's shown about 100s on Betfair. She might get out of Betfair, but my suggestion is go on Bet365 mm-hmm. uh, for that bet. And our other podcast, Pete Tip, is amazing. One of the Taiwanese girls off the Taiwanese tour, tour Lin Tzu Chi, L-I-N-T-Z-U, hyphen C-H-I. Mm-hmm. Last five weeks, 29, 4, 1, 1, 20. Wow. Not bad form. Not bad, not bad form at all. Form's good, right? Two yeah. wins in the last three weeks, mm-hmm. right? And she is showing $2,000 each way. 2000 the win and $5 the place. And we're recommending you put 0.1 unit, which is usually 10 bucks. Most people, or more. So that's twenty thousand to two thousand the win, and five thousand to ten dollars the place. That's just the top finish in the top five. So that I think is a fantastic bet so, for a woman who's won twice out of the last three weeks. weeks. So, so the Which suggestion is, well, I suppose the question becomes, and then bet three six five will come up with their answer. But the question is, is two wins in three weeks? on the Taiwanese tour, a good enough player to finish top five on the LPGA tour. And I've got to say, that sounds like extraordinarily generous calculation on their part in terms of overpricing the odds that that could happen. Well, the last week we saw, and admittedly the Korean tour is a higher standard than the Taiwanese tour, but we saw last week that four out of our five Korean tour players all finished in the top 20 and... One of them was tied for the lead in the last going to the last round, and and three of them shot well under par the last round to run into the top ten. So these girls all had form. That was why I picked them. And this girl's got phenomenal form. And the Thai girls that are out there on the tour have all proven competitive. Mm. Um, their best player is Teresa Liu, and she's finished. Lower down the list in the Taiwanese tour tournaments than Chin. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> in other words, comparatively, yep, two thousand dollars yep. for Lin Su Chi and Teresa Lu's one hundred twenty-five dollars. Uh, so we're getting eight times the odds yep. for somebody with better form. Yep. That's- so that's why we've picked her, and uh, if she comes in, we'll. I'll shout you the trip to play at Jack's Point. You'll have to carry a gun for a couple of days, but you'll handle it. Um, and I'll tell you, we'll all be very uh, happy little campers. Yeah, very much so, as we'll, uh, as we'll podcast. And, and, if, it, and if, if she gets up this week at $2,000 and there is a couple of podcast Pete listeners who are on her and then don't buy a subscription, then I'm sorry, we can't, 
we can't be friends. If you got a two thousand dollar winner and you're uh, you're not going to have a subscription. Two thousand dollars, two thousand is a price. So Your price, sorry, yeah. So if you're twenty a, grand, yeah. twenty grand, yeah, exactly. And I would think that you would very kindly donate just back. Uh, the, not yeah. only the refundable $117 for a month, but I'm sure they will. Bypass, they'll... bypass the promo code and pay full price. How long just has this been going yeah, on? Yeah, that's exactly that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Well, I'll be glued to that uh, tournament this week because that will be very, very interesting to see. And that's just one example of a couple of very interesting picks that you've got. Subscriber Steve will be getting that in the email, if not already, at some point soon. Well worth having a look at. Uh, let's move to China, and it's the WGC HSBC Champions event for the men's tour, both the European and US tours. This is their event this week. The US tour also has a secondary event, which we'll come to shortly, but this is the uh, the mainstream event for both the US and Europe. $10,550,000 is the purse, Jay. The winner will get $1.7 million. So no surprise to find a particularly strong field here, though... You get a, you get some guys who sneak into these WGC events for performances on local tours, a bit like what we were talking about with the women, don't we? And if you look hard, you can find some value. I'm going to guess that you've looked hard and found some value in this tournament. Limited field tournament, 78 players, and I found one from South Africa. Who I had here a minute ago? He's Neil Sheetercat. Yeah, Neil Sheetercat. Here he is. His record... In the last six weeks, 7th, 5th, 39th, 9th, 16th, 6th. Not bad for them there. No, absolutely. $1,000 on Betfair. We're, we're now betting for B365. We're now betting on Betfair, $1,000 the win, and you're going to get an encouraging tip later on again, but 1000 a win on, on Bet365. Five is only two fifty one, so they've already found him. But the boys on Betfair haven't yet, and the podcast people find him today, I'm sure. Yep. Neil shot a cat, fantastic form. Another one who's up in class, but these are the ones we've got to find. Uh, They're only up in class until they perform at that level up, aren't they, though, Jay? So, well, exactly right, and that's where the next one comes in. This we're, we're presuming this guy's going to be up to it. But, um, our our next tip, Jake McLeod. Uh, former New South Wales Open winner is at $680. And we've been following him for quite a while. And last week uh, he was at $1,000 and he rallied. I think he finished 21st. He's proven at the very top level that he's not affected by who he's playing with or against. Mm-hmm. He can perform. When he plays well, he plays well in every tour. Yeah. So we're hoping Sheeter Cat will do it. Will, will We'll do exactly this or a similar thing, but we've got Jake McLeod back again there at $680 the win, um, and I think that's pretty good odds. He bolted out of the gate and bolted home last week, if I'm not mistaken. 63 in the first round and 63 on Sunday. Obviously, he had his struggles in the middle. It was a low-scoring event, uh, admittedly. He pedaled to the medal from Thursday morning right through to Sunday night, but that's extraordinary odds for a bloke whose last competitive score just four days ago was 63, seven under. And led the tournament in the first round. That's right. You know, so, so yeah. So he's he's um he's got he's, this is another class, but he's building, game. isn't he, Jay? He's building to that. He's one of those players. He's got the tools, and he's just building that golf game at each level. Uh, at some point, he's going to surprise with a performance that won't surprise us, but it'll surprise others. 
Well, that's exactly right. And I mean, we're, 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 we're working on the fact that he's not going to win one of these things for 12 and a half years. Yeah. yeah. That's assuming he plays 50 events a year and nobody does, nobody right? Nobody does, yeah. If he plays 30 events a year, we're saying that once in 23 years, he's going to win one. Wow. <laughs> that's, the, that's what these odds mean, right? Yep. So you, do you think he's going to win in 23 years? Oh, I think he's going to win with a year or two years. I reckon that's he- why we could. I reckon he'll end his career with somewhere between four and eight wins on the European Tour. I think he's that level I'd of player. Say, Brett I'd Rumford. Say at least four to eight wins, yep. I think. Yeah. He's sort of a Brett Rumford sort of player. That's how I would put him in that game. He hasn't got a short well, game. He, but he's, he might have a bit more upside than Brett Rumford. Yeah. But, but, but Brett Rumford proved that this sort of – so that's yep. that's why these odds are so fantastic because yep. – uh, yeah, $680. Yep. $680. <laughs> Just try and digest that for a moment and uh, give us your third one for the win. And the third one is a guy who's who's proven himself at uh, European Tour level. Took him a while to win one, but he, he was runner-up a couple of times and finished in the top five six or seven times before he finally won. He's played a couple of... Uh, WGC events and and not one yet, but shown that he's up to the level. And the last time he played in this one, he finished 22nd. Is Eric Van Royen, uh, very very solid South African player, mm-hmm. having a great not year, isn't he? Odds, oh, real, not the kind of odds that I normally tip, but I thought he was of all the the, uh, the guys in the market. He was. Over the ads at yeah. $95. So we've tipped him the win. I agree. Eric Van Royen, $95. Um, and we've got Jake McLeod and Neil Sheetercat at 1000 So uh, there's our tips for um, just a game to tell you how Van Royen's gone here over the last two. He's, got a he's sort been, pretty he's been going very nicely this year. He's been in it constantly. As you said, he finally got a win after some close cover. But he's another player, a bit like Jake McLeod, but... He's, he's in well, that, that building here. This is on the European tour. Mm-hmm. Fifth, first, twelfth, fourteenth, tenth, yeah. and then this event last year, twenty second. Okay. Before he started his good run. His good run, yeah, absolutely. He's a, so I think that's all all bodes well. And it's a perfect tournament for a player in that frame of mind. Is that there is no pressure because nobody will look at him. He's a ninety five dollar chance according to the bookies. But internally, he's thinking to himself, "This is a fantastic opportunity to step up and show something." in a class above what he's normally playing. And so those two things together. He's already shown in the Rolex events, which are mm. the Rolex events are higher quality mm-hmm. than the um, than the US Tour mm-hmm. of that similar week. And I think he won it. I think he won the he won the won one of the Rolex events, I think. So he's so he's proven himself at you might say Group two class in racing parlance, yep. and this is a group one event. Yep. So he's he's right up to it, and uh, that's obviously why we put him in there. So there are three podcast peak tips for the WGC HSBC so Open. For the win, that is, for the top 20 bets, uh, some interesting ones in here, Jay. We've got Jake McLeod again, which makes sense, and Neil Sheetercap, which makes also makes sense. $14 for Jake McLeod, top 20, $15.50 for Neil Sheetercap. I like the both of those, but your third uh, tip for podcast, Pete, is the one that really interests me. Uh, Bubba Watson, who played one of the most amazing <laughs> shots you'll ever see last week in Japan, teeing off at right angles to the hole to go down another fairway through a gap in the trees that didn't look that big, to be honest, with the driver. Quite a bizarre sort of a shot. What's, what's with Bubba Watson being on your list? He's normally the sort of player we wouldn't see in your top 20 betting. 
I tell you, I played uh, rural Melbourne one day when they stuck a tree in the middle of the third, of the 18th tee to stop you going up the third fairway, mm-hmm. and I, and the gap I had was about 30 yards wide, and I struggled to get through it. The <laughs> had about had about two feet. He had to hit it low, yep. and then cut it about 50 or 60 yards. It was an extraordinary. And he did it. Yeah. I mean, it phenomenal. Yeah. People will remember the wedge he hit to win the Masters playoff where he snapped off one about 50 or 60 yards. To win. But anyway, this Bubba's talented. Mm-hmm. But here's Bubba's record at this event. Mm-hmm. 8, 1, 35, 54. And he hasn't figured prominently on the US tour. His best performance in the last three or four events. But he hasn't played many events. Mm-hmm. He's 47th. But I just see Bubba with a week at this level and, and the previous record on this golf course as over the odds for top 20 at $3.70. Mm. So I put him in there. I just thought Bubba, Bubba had the standout statistics at this event. He's a he's a horses so for courses player, isn't he? He seems to play well at the same venue. A lot of golfers do, but he really stands out. Now, two wins at Augusta. He's won at uh, Riviera. He won at um, Connecticut, I think, two or three times. He really does seem to find a comfort zone sometimes on a course, doesn't he? He's when won he's... four times at one event. So yeah. yeah, he's a. And if you look at it, I think it's because those courses. You know, he's a, he's a he's a strange player, but they fit his eye. Yeah, and his imagination this yeah. clearly clearly fits his that's eye. Right. So so that's why he's in there. Uh, my next, uh, yeah, as you said, Jake McLeod at $14 and Neil Shurtercat at $15.50 for the very same reasons we put them in the win. Uh, they just seemed over the odds to me. Yep, and some interesting ones there for subscriber Steve when he gets his newsletter. Uh, of course, the US tour is so awash with money and interest, JE, that they can have a WGC going on in China and stage an opposite field event at home for all those players who didn't qualify for it. Uh, the Bermuda Championship, this is a new event on the schedule. With a purse of $3 million US million, the winner will walk away with $540,000. Uh, before we come to the betting, it really points to the problem of trying to run professional golf in Australia, doesn't it? This is very much a second, almost third-tier event in America, and the purse is $3 million US million with half a million dollars to the winner. Very difficult to compete from down this part of the world, isn't it? If they're the if they're the rules or they're the parameters you've got to try and compete under. I can't believe that, that the Association of Professional Tours allows the PGA Tour to run these fall events because it cuts into the Sunshine Tour, the Australian mm-hmm. Tour, mm-hmm. the uh, what was the New Zealand Tour years ago. Uh, it just the window of opportunity for other countries to run flagship events for the good for the good of the game in their region is just cut off by this, and I find that most disappointing. But but it also, uh, it, ultimately, it has to damage the PGA Tour product, doesn't it, J.E.? Because the whole world watches the PGA Tour as the premier golf product in the world, and if golf isn't healthy in all other parts of the world, those players stop coming, and the PGA Tour loses something. They don't seem to see it that way. There's a very insular attitude uh, in America, it seems they've started to branch out with hosting tournaments in other parts of the world, and perhaps that'll help to offset it. But that's what's always staggered me, the notion that not not really caring whether there's a healthy tour elsewhere in the world because the players that come from those tours in places like Australia really add something to the PGA Tour, and, and, and they're going to miss out on that in the longer term if those tours aren't fostered. Well, I think it was evident, self-evident that um, in the 40s and 50s, the U.S. tour was a very insular place where they tried to get rid of Bobby Locke and uh, and Billy Dunk as examples, uh, and the tour 
didn't survive as the money-making machine. It was only when Arnold Palmer went worldwide, mm-hmm. played in the British Open and then played in many Australian Opens. I think he won two or three of them. And basically, if the game is not international, it suffers. Yeah. And, and this US-centric uh, PGA Tour, I think, is, is destructive. Destructive to its own product, ultimately. It yeah. may not seem like that at the moment. Well, but times are good, aren't they? It, there's never been a better time to be, be a US PGA Tour player. The money is absurd. Well, if you've got a card, you're you're not struggling. They've all got they've got a house here and a house there and a well, access it, to a private plane. It's a lottery ticket in a 156 person lottery every week, isn't it? That's the truth of the PGA Tour. There's 156 players most weeks. First prize is a million dollars or more most weeks. So you've got a ticket in a 156 person lottery. That's the truth. Well, I think that is a fair description in a way because you know they're they're, they're all equally capable, or not necessarily equally capable, but they're all capable of winning. That's right. As has been proven. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. So my two tips, because this is early doors for the you know the, those two tournaments are starting tomorrow, but the Bermuda champ doesn't start until Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So we're broadcasting here on a Wednesday, which is by no means uh, ideal for for our tipsters. And podcast Pete does already won't change much, but subscribers, Steve, will be pleased. Those subscribers will be pleased to know we'll be getting an update tomorrow in the afternoon of some excellent tips at reasonable prices. But the only two I've got here are Jonathan Bird, who... Some will remember holding in one in the dark to win a PGA Tour tournament some years ago. Over is, Cameron Percy, an Australian. How could you do that, Jonathan? How could yeah. you do it? Well, it was one hell of a shot. It and, was. Uh, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, a hole in one to win the playoff, so you've got to give him credit. Especially not at $5. night time. <laughs> it was dark by the time he hit it from memory. It was dark. Yeah. But anyway, $5.50 per top 20 for Jonathan Bird. And my other one is Sebastian Kaplan. Uh, a player showing a lot of ability, and this is a lower quality event, and he's at $8.20, $8.20 for a top 10, top 20 position. So these are top 20 bets, two units on each of them, Jonathan Bird, 550, and Sebastian Kaplan at 820. I've got my eye on a couple of others who aren't quite, the market's not quite solidified, uh, which I would have loved to tip to you, but I'm not going to do that because it'll ruin the price. <laughs> um, but uh, subscriber Steve's going to get a couple of rippers okay. from the look of the market, uh, and I'm waiting to maximise their opportunity uh, for those who have paid well, their pod- one hundred and seventeen fifty a month. Any podcast discounted, that's discounted right, discounted and Any, refundable. That's right. Any podcast so, Pete punter out there who who is in front after last week's uh, was it two two point six two unit. 2.26 unit. 2.26 unit uh, windfall after last week. Take that and spend it on uh, getting signing up for the three-month subscription. Gives you the profit guarantee, and you'll get JE's tips for the Bermuda Championship. And it would be delightful if you picked the winner in that this week, JE. That would uh, that would just round things out nicely. So uh, there you go. Another interesting week of golf to be had. You'll be watching it from the salubrious sur- surrounds of one of New Zealand's most palatial estates by the sound of it. Good luck to you. Did the TV get fixed? I know the TV man came along, pulled the plug out on the internet, and that's why we've had to record this a second time. <laughs> Is it fixed? Well, I mean, he, he came in here We came in here with all, and not only that, but he said it was our fault. He's charged at 90 bucks and he ruined the internet. I, I'm thinking about sending a bill to them for $1,000 for screwing up my whole day. 
But anyway, they won't play that. You know. But look, we didn't dis- we did miss discussing one little issue, of course, which was Tiger Woods' oh, fantastic we last know. week, and uh, uh, people who watched it, particularly his fellow pros, Gary Woodland played thirty six holes with him. They were in awe of his performance, as they should and, have been. And you know, he I was watching the game because the the sky was off here because of, the, of this huge windstorm we had. I went over to my friend Michael Lehman's place across the road, and I watched it there. And, he, and Tiger hit it into the bunker on the on the last hole with three shots in hand, admittedly. But I said to Michael, I said, "This guy will hit it out six feet short and hold a putt, and he hit it out eight feet short." And I said, "That won't make any difference. He'll still hold a putt." And uh, uh, I want to put five houses to one on it. Michael said, no, done, done. So I now own five houses of his because Tiger knocked us straight in. And, you know, just a phenomenal performance. He he managed his way around the golf course. He, when the water was on the left, he hit it right of the flag. And when it was troubled through, he hit it short. He just, it was just a, it was a, it was a world-class it was a, exhibition yeah. of control and intelligence, yeah. golf intelligence. He's... Uh, as anybody is who is as famous as he is, but as accomplished as he is, he's somewhat divisive. He has detractors, people who just don't like him, particularly after his personal issues. But even those people, you put that aside, Jay, have we ever seen a competitor in any sport show what – I mean, the first stage of his career was 15 years of dominance in golf, which is an unthinkable achievement, genuinely unthinkable. I mean, nobody's come close to doing what he did for 15 years. Then – we all know that the off-course troubles that he had, which would have been enough for most people, particularly given the money he's made, he could have walked away from the game. There's no need for him to put himself through any of this scrutiny of these last few years. Then the back operation, thinking he was done, we saw the horrible footage of him stumbling around when he got arrested for you know, driving the car under the... Rock bottom, no question, that to come back and do what he's done after another knee surgery just a couple of months ago, Jay, all the superlatives have been used, haven't they? And they still don't come close to describing... What an extraordinary performer this guy is. I don't think he ever missed a putt on the 18th green to make the cut, to win or to tie. I just think that is that was for the first 25 years of his yeah, just, golfing career. I mean, the bloke's a superstar. But you can understand the great thing about it. He loves the game. But he must do. That's why he, has he to. loves the game. That's why he's competing. He loves the competition. Yeah. And, you know, he had, he had a grin like a Cheshire cat when he came off the 18th green, didn't he? I mean, and, but the, what was impressive was how the players, the other players, could not believe what he's done. Yeah. And that, that's the measure, your peers. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the President's Cup. I can tell you that where I'm not, how I'm going to share a, a, a chair in the media centre with you, who's J.E. journalist extraordinaire. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> I've got the pass, I'll have the ticket to get inside the ropes, and I won't be watching anybody else. No. I can't walk that far, but I'll be walking. I'll, I'll get a, I'll get some kind of a device to get me around, and I'm going to follow him because I've never seen him live. Oh, really? Oh, it is. Uh, well, the circus that goes on around him is almost a spectator sport in itself. Forgetting about when he actually hits the shots and whatnot. You know, you were talking about him being a competitor, Jay, and I really do mean that. Most people would have packed up and given it away after that that shameful 2010, 2009, 2010 when all that personal stuff came out. That was just – it's a horrible place for a, for a 
for anybody to find themselves. Granted, it was his own fault, but still, to come back from that, when he's got all the money in the world, that tells you how much he loves him. But he, my favourite golf quote about pressure came from Woods, and it was a few years ago, when he said, when you're standing over a shot and your eyeballs are sweating because the pressure's so high, that's when you know you're alive. That's what you play for. <laughs> your eyeballs are sweating. That's just fantastic stuff, isn't it? He's the give-me-the-ball guy, isn't he? Give me the ball. I want to take the shot. He's not afraid to lose. Um, he's... Um he tell you what, he's proven it yeah, more often absolutely. than anybody else in any sport. I, I mean, you know, you've got to say that Roger Federer has come trumps a number yeah. of times, but I'll tell you this, Blake, they all look up to him. They do. And look, tennis is in all games. Golf is unique in that every week he plays against a minimum of 70-something others, most weeks 143 or 155 others, and any none of them are chumps. They're all there because they can play. And week in and week out, you know, he outperforms at a level that – We've never seen before. We're not breaking any sort of news here. But the other thing is, he looks happy, J.E. He seems to have come out the other side of all that stuff. I, th- I think he said in 2017 at the Masters dinner, he said, told somebody at the Masters dinner, I'm done. I'm never going to play again. He couldn't walk. He couldn't sit down. He couldn't stand up. He couldn't do anything. And I think we're almost seeing that this second coming, he's almost like he almost looks on the course like he used to when he was younger. There's a real joy in the achievement. He lost that for a while. He kept putting in the performances, but he just never looked as happy as he was, life had happened to him. But this second iteration, he really looks like he's back to that, as you said. There's a genuine beaming smile and a real joy about the way he's going about it. It's fantastic to see, particularly if you're a fan, I think. I'll be watching him. I'll tell yeah, you that. He, absolutely. He'll have my attention. I'd watch him read the paper, Jay. You just yeah, never, know, you never know what's going to happen. I've got to get you to vet my reports so that they're readable, but uh, you can be <laughs> I'd certainly watch him read one of your stories. That would be a spectator sport. We'll see if we can arrange it. Uh, we've gone on for too long about stuff that's got nothing to do with betting. Thank you for, for your time, as always, G. Always great to chat to you. And as I said, I'll be watching particularly that LPGA event in Taiwan. There's some really interesting stuff could unfold there. But thanks for your time today, mate. Been terrific. Uh, good on you, Rod, and, uh, and and we'll have a good week. Um, no doubt we will. That's it for Risk and Reward, Episode 15. Hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed talking. Hope, more importantly, I hope there's a winner in all of that. And if there is, give some thought to signing up to the Winning Edge Investments Golf Newsletter produced by J.E. himself. We'll be back to do it all again next week here on Risk and Reward. Risk and Reward.